Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offred all. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician, Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening everybody and welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I am your host, Pat Catello. I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly. As the Miami Dolphins' record now goes to three and one, uh, as they are manhandled thirty-eight to seven, up in Foxborough, Massachusetts, and uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I think anybody uh, who would have been confronted with a three and one start to the first quarter of the season and the Miami Dolphins in first place certainly would have jumped at that. However. Uh, the way that this whole thing has unfolded uh, is just is certainly not putting people in the place that they thought they would have been right now. And I would assume, uh, I would outright uh, tell you that there are a majority of the people right now would not be happy with where they're standing right now. Um, and, and that's just the surface of it. As the Miami Dolphins, the Injury plagued Miami Dolphins uh, are hit again. Uh, the worst defeat in the Adam Gase era. Like I said, 38 to seven, and uh, uh, the Miami Dolphins' weaknesses were accentuated to the eighth degree. Um, uh, you just see so many things that we were afraid of happen, and now we have some reports uh, that uh, we lost Josh Sitton. Uh, the guard out for the season a couple weeks ago and now uh, confirmed David Kilgore, uh, the starting center. Uh, Torn tricep out for the year, so now they're both out. Me and Rich had spoken uh, and said that, you know, the injuries uh, are what they are, but you're basically at your cap point right now, and anything other then this is going to be, you know, really, really tough to overcome. Uh, also of note, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, me and Rich have many discussions, many debates, uh, you know, I wouldn't say arguments, but, you know, certainly uh, some, uh, you know, heated conversations and stuff. And I was very happy with the two additions to the offensive line. Um, and 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 I think you saw why I was so happy because I think they're both excellent 
football players, and I think the offensive line healthy was was better than we've seen in a long, long time. But the one thing, and I must say that Rich, you know, came back with and he came back hard was uh, their age and their injury problems, and and that there was, you know, a, a good chance that they would get injured at some point, and, and I don't even think he could have fathomed by week four they'd both be done for the year, but that is, uh, you know, certainly what has happened, so, um, you know, it is what it is, it's a terrible break, and the Miami running game has been non-existent uh, in the last couple weeks, and now, um, you know, this is only going to magnify that, and uh, the New England Patriots added a, a lot of new schemes, and, and, and they showed us some different things that the Dolphins and specifically Ryan Tannehill had a very hard time with. And we're going to break that all down and go over it. So without further ado, let's get uh, Rich in here. Uh, Rich, you know, like I said, 3-1, and one, you certainly would sign up for that. But when you really, you know, let the smoke settle, um, you had an opportunity up in New England. Uh, the Dolphins had an opportunity uh, to take the team that has dominated this division for a, a, a decade and a half plus. Uh, you could have had a three-and-a-half game lead going into the second quarter of the season. Uh, and, and that's how big the differential would have been. And now you have a one-game lead, but you've already lost head-to-head. You lose one more head-to-head, and you've already lost an additional game. Uh, so, um, you know, you're, to, to say you're looking back in the rearview mirror uh, is an understatement. You know, the three wins were wonderful. But you know me, I, 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 didn't, I thought it was a bit of a mirage. I didn't think we beat anybody of of substance. Number one, you know, the first game, you know, we beat a, you know, we basically knocked Mariota out of the game again, and you know, we won against our second string quarterback, and we barely won that with that ridiculous delay. Okay, give him credit for the coming back after the delay and still winning. Week two with the Jets, you know, they didn't score in the second half. I was very upset about that. You know what I mean? I thought they looked really good in the first half, and you know, I thought if they played a quality team. They would have lost that game, too. You know, then you go to week three with the Raiders, and you needed, you know, basically three, you know, gadget plays to pull that out. You know, other than that, I thought the offense was stagnant. I can't stand the play calling still with the bubble screens and the the late handoffs and everything else. You know, when it's third and 22, they just hand the ball up the middle. You know, when it's third and six, they throw the ball two yards. It's the same thing we've seen for the last three years. So, wasn't impressed with that. I think our running game the last two weeks has been atrocious. And, you know, getting back to what you said about the offensive line with the injuries, when you sign 30-plus-year-old guys, patchwork, and you don't develop your own offensive line, and you keep going on the cheap and going out there and signing veterans, this is what's going to happen. You know, I didn't expect it to happen by week four. These Both of these guys would be gone. But this is what happens. When, you, when you're cheap and you put together a team – with you know, with uh, basically garbage picking all the time, this is what you end up with. And now we're in we're in a we're in a terrible situation right now, where we have you know the offensive line is you know basically it's two two starters or backups and you know guys that really aren't ready to play. I mean Larson's okay, but this this center we don't even know who he is. You know we're in a lot of trouble here, a lot of trouble. Okay, how do I uh, rebuttal that? Um... I mean, I, I think you're right in 
a lot of those areas, you know, and there's really there is no rebuttal to it. The only thing that I'll say is, a, I think that the Tennessee Titans are a good team. I think they are a good football team. But from that standpoint, I think you brought up a good point in the fact that they lost Mariota. But you got to give the Dolphins credit because they really knocked Mariota out of the game again. And I think they that that delay. I, 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 you know, look. I'm not saying we would have lost with Mariota for 100%. That was a weird situation. I give them credit for that 18-hour game that was, you know, that they won that, whatever. But I still wasn't overly impressed with their play. No, and, and no, you should be, but I'm just basically harping on the, you know, who they played. I don't think they played terrible teams, so I'm not going to go that far in there. But what I would say is that, um, you know, I, 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 I think that, the Tennessee Titans are a good football team. The Jets were coming off the biggest win in their last 20 years. And uh, and the Raiders are obviously a talented team that's looking to find their edge. Um, but, you know, how good are the New England Patriots? Because they were, you know, what, what are they, well, one and two going into the, to the say, you know, they looked horrible. So I don't know how much of a gauge you can get as far as that goes. But, you know, everything else that you said, I think, makes a lot of sense. Now, as far as injuries and stuff like that, I think you're being a little unfair with the two pickups. I don't think you got Kilgore and Sutton on the cheap. I don't think that was the case at all. I think they were bona fide guys. You could talk about their injuries. But let's face it, Daniel Kilgore and the man you love, Pouncey, with all the injury problems he's had for six years, they're the same age. They're the same age, Rich. I think they're both like 30 years old, 29, 30. I think both of them. Um, I'm not sure how old uh, um, Sitton is. I think Kilgore's older than Bouncy. I think he's 30 years old. Yeah. They're like the same age. Yeah, they're like the same age. I don't know how old uh, Josh Sitton is. That I couldn't tell you. Um, But, you know, but listen, I'm not not arguing. I'll say right from the scene. What's that? He's old. But, he's thirty-two, thirty-three. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's not. I don't know how old he is. I, I'll, I'll give you that. And and I will also give you the fact that that was a you know you were worried about injuries, and sure enough, they're both gone for the year. So you know that is what it is. Uh, however, I don't feel that that was you know on the cheap moves. I just think that it just didn't work out that way. Um, but I really like the way the offensive line was looking. Uh, but you know we said it weeks before that you were basically at your cap. And not only do you lose him for the year, but the first play after he comes out, you have a catastrophic event, which changes the game. It really was the play of the game because I think it turned the game to the point where there was almost at the point of no return after that. Um, so, so, yeah, uh, you're in a lot of trouble there. And I don't know, uh, you know, I don't like the way the running game has been for the last few weeks anyway, and now – you know, like we, you know, we've both said that as far as depth-wise, um, you know, they have some depth, but it's already been used in a sense. Uh, you know, you 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 have uh, guys that are able to, to Ted Larson. You know, we both feel like Ted Larson is a fine guard and he can fill in, and he has. But you're at your limit there now, and now you lose your center. I don't know anything about Travis Swanson. I think that's the center that came. I don't know anything about him. All I know is Nobody the first does. snap he made cost, you yeah, know, cost didn't a, look, a, a... It didn't look a, promising, and the, the offensive line as a whole didn't play well after that. And, you know, what do you have? I think you have Zach Sterup and Sam Young. That's the two names which we both know that are, are still available in some, 
in some fashion, but I don't, you know, I, it's alarming. It's certainly alarming. And um, when you look at the way that the New England Patriots addressed this game and the pressure they put on, Ryan Tannehill did not handle it well. He had what was arguably the worst game he's had in in years. Uh, he did not have a good game. He had pressure. They pressured him basically up the middle, uh, and he did not handle it well at all. No, he didn't have a good game at all. And You know, like I said, I'm, I'm not crazy about this receiving core either. I mean, I, I think it's a joke. I think we're too short. You know, um, you know, Devontae Parker's a waste. I mean, he never gets on the field. And when he is there, he's one catch a game. Stills is good for one or two catches a game, if that, you know. And the rest of the guys, they're just not getting into the flow of anything. I really well, don't like our receivers. Yeah. You know, I, I you just, know, Grant's a nice guy. Like I said, Grant's a nice guy on kickoff returns and gadgets. But I don't want to see him lining up as the third and fourth receiver. It's, I don't consider you know, it's him ridiculous. a receiver like that. I don't consider well, him a do. receiver like that. Line him up I, like I, that grant you that. But I think that I think Stills has become more than a one-trick pony. You know, I, I do. I think he's really? become more than a one-trick pony. Did he have yeah, any I do. Yesterday? Yeah, of course. He started the game off with the catch. He's the one who started so one, the game off. Have one or two. Uh, listen, I'm not going to say that the guy had a good game. They got they got obliterated. I, there's no doubt about it. That's not the game I'm going to pick out for him. But I'm I'm just saying that. You know, I th- let me see what Stills had. So it's had three three catches for forty yards and a twenty the twenty two yarder. Um, I still is not the problem. I think it's a good receiving core. I always have. I like this receiving core a lot. I agree with you though on Parker. I, you know, for what he was supposed yeah, to you, be. You, and you, I look around like the league. Him. You keep saying you like him, but they're not doing anything. That's not true. That's not true. They are doing something. Amadello's having a, an atrocious year. He's not doing anything. His numbers are awful. And three catches for 40 yards, you're supposed to be your number one receiver, isn't doing anything. Okay, first of all, when you look at the receiving core and say they're not doing anything, it is ridiculous because you were 3-0, and and they were a huge part of being 3-0. and They were a huge part of the Raider win. They were a huge part of the Jets win. They won, they won the Raider game on two freaking twice. Who did it? Who did the trick the plays, Rich? And who did that? And a running back option pass. Okay? And who did I mean, that? Don't give me who? like the receivers are great on that. No, I am going to give you that because I think that the receivers that you want to put down, the Albert Wilsons are the ones who were involved in those trick plays, even the Grants. I mean, that, you cannot take away what a game Albert Wilson had. You can't do that. It's ridiculous. It was, a, it was a good game, but that play it was a very good game. A very good the, game. That's not going to sustain you through the year doing that stuff. It's not going to work again. You cannot say Wilson has not had a very good year up to this point. You can't say that. It's ridiculous. And Kenny Stills has had a good year too. And Grant has certainly has had a very had good year. Has anybody had a hundred-yard game? Has anybody like taken over a game? No. When you say taking over a game, I mean, I, I, mean, I certainly... Was, how much garbage time was there yesterday? They didn't even put up garbage time numbers. Yeah, well, why are we talking about yesterday, though? We know that they were inept yesterday. I mean, we know that oh, they, they were weren't. inept. They didn't do anything in the second half of the Jet game. The Raider I mean, game, like I said, they needed three trick plays to do anything. I mean, without Kenny that, Stills, they were awful. Kenny Stills has three touchdowns. If they three three plays, they lose the game. 
you know, Kenny Stills has three touchdowns and a 75-yard one, which you remember. Okay, he's turning out the problem. He's off to a very good year. He's having a very good year. Okay, Albert Wilson has been extremely good. You know, I, I'll give you Amendola. Amendola was a very big disappointment in that game. And I, and and one of the things that I will say that I take away from this game is I I, I was all weekend I was aggravated because I did not mention on the air the following week, uh, the previous week rather, that the big story here was Amendola going back up to New England. And I thought that he was going to be a very big factor in this. And, you know, uh, this was a, a redeeming game for him. I thought you were really going to see the true colors. And, and he was just absolutely non-existent. The passes that were thrown to him, I mean, he wasn't open. The, the offense was the But then at the end of the game, to see him with that reaction and the joyous smile when he, he seen Tom Brady and the two of them going over there just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I, and I got to be honest with you, I'm not going to get over that. I could take a still shot. I really could take a still shot. And if you did not know what the event was or exactly what the context was, you would think Amendola just won the AFC championship game. You really would. Yeah. And that really upsets me because, you know what, he he was the guy, they had no problem getting rid of him, and he came here to replace, you know, uh, one of the best receivers in the game in Jarvis Landry. And then, you know, forget about an edge going up there. I mean, he was non-existent, and then to act like that I really thought was – you said it. You basically said he looked like he was playing. He's playing for a paycheck. I don't agree with that, but when I see that reaction there, it certainly proves your point a heck of a lot more than it does mine. You know that's why I hate taking these people from the enemy. I, I really do. It never works out. It really for doesn't. us. It don't. It seems like it no, works never, out for everybody else. For everybody else, it doesn't ever work out for us, though. You know, never, never at all. It's absolutely ridiculous. Bet it, maybe. <laughs> you that. What he done it? Was he a jet first? <laughs> yeah. He was a jet and came to us? He was a jet first, yeah. <laughs> All right, quick break. We'll come on back after. <laughs> Hi, this is Tom Vigorito, former Miami Dolphin, and you're listening to the Miami Dolphin Legend Show with Pat Catello. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by... Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Catello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant. As we uh, recap, the Miami Dolphins uh, lost 38-7 to to the New England Patriots. Just a reminder, catch us on iTunes. Just go right to the iTunes store. You can get our latest episodes delivered right to your phone automatically. Uh, just look Pat Catello show up right there, and uh, you can send us any questions, comments, or what have you. Uh, Pat Catello show at yahoo.com. You know, uh, Rich, when I look at, at the way that the uh, the season has gone, um, you know, certainly it looked like the Miami Dolphins were able to uh, to avoid a lot of the negative that was going on around the league and, and, and find a, a very good niche to start off with. Um, and most of that concerned, I, I think, you know, with the young secondary they have playing very well, and, uh, you know, we talked about injuries and stuff like that. And now uh, on, on the defensive side of the ball, when you lose 38-7, to 7, obviously you know, you're not doing a great job there. Um, it's a little skewed in the sense that there was turnovers and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, we lose Bobby McCann too now. Um, you know, he's got a knee injury. Uh, he's going to miss weeks. We don't know exactly how many weeks he's going to miss. But, um, you know, that, that that's the – you take your strongest area now. We're losing like two guys a week. It's insane. Yeah. Jones was out, and now you lose McCain. Um, Hayes you know, last week. Hayes last week was a huge loss. You know, this team is is playing over their heads for for the first three weeks. You can't afford injuries on top of it, and they seem like they've been bitten as bad as anybody in the league up to this point. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, and you know, it's just going to make the you know the negatives about this team even more gaping. Yeah, yeah I mean, our run defense is atrocious. I mean, God Almighty! I mean, are we star makers or what? You we know, certainly are when it comes to backup running backs. Being a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, God, he made him look like Walter Payton yesterday. Yeah, but the ironic part is, you know, the first, the first two and a half weeks of the season, they looked excellent at stopping the run. Yeah. I mean, you can't really say they didn't. They, they they were phenomenal at stopping. Actually, they were number one in the league, I believe, statistically. They were number one in the league the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much to attribute, you know, the the debacle in New England to that. Obviously, they were planning this for a long time. Um, it seemed like they uh, – you know, they had an excellent game plan. Uh, you know, for anybody who, who watches the X's and O's of it, what they basically did was they put pressure up the middle on Tannehill, and he did not handle that well at all. Um, when he did finally get out of the pocket, you know, it was almost in desperation. Uh, he likes to move up in the pocket, and they completely took that away from him. Um, they 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 basically bump and ran all of our receivers. So they hit them up on the line. They played uh, physical on them. They did not allow any space. They went man-to-man. Dolphin receivers were not open at all. There was nobody open. Um, we they, no were not able to, they were not able to stretch the field at all. The running game, nope. like you just said, was non-existent. They were not able to go anywhere. There were just no holes. Uh, it, it just was non-existent. 
Um, and then, you know, from an offensive standpoint, uh, you know, they were able to do a lot of things. They were able to run the ball. Tom Brady was certainly uh, had a very, very good game. Um, I wouldn't say he was extremely sharp because there were times when they did stop him, but they couldn't do it any for a consistent amount of time. And then he eventually no. opened it up and was able to hit guys. And, and he made big plays, you know, like they would stop him on third down. Uh, a lot of times, but then there was times when on third and longs he was able to hit touchdown passes and things like that. Um, so, you know, you take a page out of their playbook, and what can you say? You know, it's on to Cincinnati, I guess, for the Dolphins, but you can't leave this game without having, you know, a bitter taste in your mouth in, in, in more than one area, I guess you'd say. It's very frustrating because – it really looked like the last two years that this was the end of the line for the Patriots. And, you know, finally somebody was going to be able to dethrone them. And we're not even in the, the conversation. I mean, there's, you know, you know what's going to happen now. They're going to go on a run, win five, six games, and we're going to, like, you know, go through that 500 span, you know, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And they're going to pass us up like we're standing still. You know and I know it. Well, I think that's what upsets me the most is I, I look at what was going on in the league, and I really thought that I mean, you're looking at a game that if you were able to come out with a victory, you would have had a three-and-a-half game lead, and the Belichick-Brady conversation would have been through the roof. The fighting would have been getting really bad. Um, the pressure would have been on them. You really would have pinpointed them and cornered them hard. To the fact where, and I said it last week, if you win that game, you almost assure yourself that you're going to be in first place, not only by the second half of the season, but probably uh, into the final quarter of the season. Because with a three and a half yeah. game lead, you know, even if you, you stink it up and you go on a big losing streak, you'd have to lose four in a row to just relinquish that. So, uh, you know, you would have. I cannot stress enough how much the 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 swing was in this game, yeah. and you didn't take advantage of it. And like you said, uh, you know, I think a lot of people felt and and feel like the the Patriots are on the verge of you know finally being knocked off of their throne. You know, not the same team they were. They've taken a step back, and you know, it's the Miami Dolphins now who have given them new life. They've rejuvenated them. Um, they've oh, given course. new life to this team. And, and you know, uh, just like you said, and I agree, you know how this team is going to respond. And they're going to come back, and they're going to come back with a frenzy. They have that they play the Texans on Thursday night, I believe. Is that their – oh, no, the Colts. They play the Colts the on Colts. Thursday night. Okay, so, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. But I think me and you both have a vision of how that's going to turn out. And and like you said, and I think they're going to just put it into a new gear. And the Dolphins, like you said, will sputter. They'll win one, lose one, lose two, win one. You know, and, and, and what does that do when you have this kind of lead? It puts you a game or two back probably by week nine, week ten. And, and you know, you're not going to overcome it. And, and I can't stress no. enough, when you lose head-to-head like this, um, now you have to win head-to-head next time, or you lose an additional game. Yeah. And that when you get swept, I don't think anybody realizes how important that is. You're losing another game. So it's like, you know, that's three games now. And uh, you're not going to be able to overcome that. And but, I don't want to sound like... Look, the, the last four years, right, 
we've had minimal impact from any of our draft picks. We don't build from within. You know, we when we do, you know, uncover a player, they let him go somewhere else. And you're not going to build a winning team like this. This, you know, whatever plan they have going isn't working. But from the same argument, though, you, the the defensive side of the football, they've had some really good drafts. The the, the the defensive well, side, the secondary is very strong. In the secondary, the, what, the yeah, but that's it. Atrocious. No, the linebackers. No, well, well, listen, I, I'm, I'm he's happy. He's done nothing. I'm happy that he's been on the field and he's not hurt. And you know, he's done he, he can't say he's done nothing. I mean, he's he's been stable, but he, he has, has not made he, huge he, plays. There's not one play this guy's made where you go, oh man, look at this. Nothing. No, I haven't. We're talking about Rockwan McMillan for anybody yeah, at, McMillan. at home. But yeah, yeah, he, he no, he has not had you know major major play, and I'm not even including him. And the thing, well, I'm I, what I'm saying is I think that the secondary and the draft picks there have been very very good. I think Xavier Howard is a, is is a star in the making in this league. I really do. Um, but it's not enough because when you don't have. You know, I, I'm not happy with the defensive line. I'm not happy with the linebackers, you know, on a whole. No. And offensive side of the ball, there really hasn't been much uh, draft-wise uh, on no, the offensive side of the ball at all. Everybody's a, star, a free agent. You know, since this regime's been there, they have not drafted a star on offense. Nothing. These are all free agents, basically, that yeah. are having impacts. And there's a lot of them that I like. I think they did a very good job on a lot of these free agent pickups. But uh, as far as, like, building from within and the drafts, it, it basically stops right at the secondary uh, safeties and corners. That That's it. I can't defend much more after that because um, it has been abysmal. And, like you said, I mean, that's why we're both so down on Devontae Parker. I mean, this was a guy who was so highly rated. He was supposed to be one of the best receivers in, you know, in college. I, I actually saw, and you know, I'm not a draft guy. Never have been. Not my thing. I'm not a big college football follower in any respect. But I remember seeing things that had Devontae Parker as the number one receiver coming out of college. That top guy on the board, and and if it wasn't number one, he he was certainly in the top three on almost everybody's list. So this is a big disappointment, especially when you hear that he's been healthy. I heard that he was healthy for the Jet game and scratched, was it? And then healthy, uh, or, and then all of a sudden he had a hamstring injury that came out of nowhere for this game. And uh, I'm hearing the same nonsensical diet thing. He doesn't eat right. Come on. What does that have to do with your hamstring a, a, a day before the game? What are you going to eat that's, that's going to blow your hamstring? I don't really understand that. You know, that just makes no sense. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. He would have been cut this year if he wasn't such a high pick. Yeah, he's certainly uh, there only because of that, because of what they have invested in him, and and he's yeah. been very, very disappointing. And and you know, and in all fairness, I guess that would be the height to your receiving core that you're always crying about. That would be yeah. it. The guy is six three. You know, he he would make up for that. But when he's not on the field, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't help things at all. And so, you know, that, that that's a problem. To say the least, that that's a problem, you know? Yeah, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. I, not, mean, I, it's not I really think that they had the worst offseason in club history in this offseason. It was why ridiculous. Would you, no, I can remember some stinkaroos. I don't see why you would say that. I mean, they added a lot of guys that have actually played well 
Well, how is they this the worst and ever? Slower at every position, almost. Slower? We got one of the fastest teams, fastest offenses in the league. What are you talking about? We have one the of the fastest. The guys they added to the team were older and slower. Everyone. Albert Lewis is one of the fastest guys in the league. Albert. He's one of the fastest guys in the entire yeah. NFL. That's nonsensical. Come on. Can't say that. They, they, they have faster? speed, Rich. Huh? Frank Gore's fast? Well, Frank Gore's not in a fast position. I mean, that's, that's a silly thing what, to say. What, running back's not a fast position? No, not yeah, a running, power running back like him. That's like saying Marshawn Lynch is a... Uh, no, they, you're being silly there. I know you don't like a lot of the things that they did, but the, the things you're pointing out are a little ridiculous. Did. I think it's ridiculous what they did. It's ridiculous. It was terrible. It was it was all money contents too. That's all it's about. A lot of it was. A lot of it was, and you're basically talking. Listen, uh, uh, you it's the Jarvis Landry thing. That that, that you could say. Yeah, that's the number one worst thing they did. It's horrible, and you're paying the price for it now. Well, uh, but you know what, though, Rich, I've said it before. You haven't won in, up in New England in te- over ten years. And Jarvis Landry was in a bunch of those games. So if he was the answer, if he was such an answer, how come you never won up there? What did he do up there that was so great? You haven't won in 10 years. We had covers quarterback last year. Yeah, okay. Last year. Last year. So getting rid of your best player is is the formula? I'm not saying that. You know I don't. I, I, you know I'm not happy with that that move. You know I think that they should have re-signed him. But the point I'm making is, don't make it like he's the piece and he's the savior. And if you had him up there, everything's different because you had him well, up there I, for the last five years. Yeah, Actually, he's still been drafted him, right? I got that part, but you still. Okay. So you don't take. You don't get rid of your best receiver and expect your receivers to be better. No, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is don't make it seem like he's the reason you didn't win up there because the guy has done nothing up there in the last five years. He's Five times he's been up there, and you lost every time, and he was never a difference maker there. So Jarvis Landry cost you a lot of games too. Let's not make this guy out to be Jerry Rice, okay, because, you know, he's had issues. He certainly had issues on the team. I'm not happy he went either, and I think the reason why he went was ridiculous. And when I look at it, I know that they could have re-signed him two years ago for a contract that would have been more than amicable for the Dolphins to make, and they didn't do it. So I got you there. But don't tell me that that's the reason why everything's changed and that's why this whole uh, receiving core and everything is is the – because I think this receiving core is very good. I, I like this receiving core yeah, a lot. I don't, know what, I, re- I don't know what you're seeing that I'm not seeing. I see speed. I, don't know, I, don't I see th- speed that I really like. I think Albert Wilson and Kenny Stills are two of the fastest guys in the league. And you've seen that for three weeks. They could do a lot of good things. Okay? Um, yes, I don't think – I don't consider Grant, per se, a receiver. I don't. Okay? I thought Amendola would be doing a lot better than he has. All right? He, he, he has not been the player yeah, that I, I thought he was going to be. Grant- I know you don't consider Grant a wide receiver, but that's what they're using him as. Yeah, they so use him I, I, I in special plays. That, but that's what that's what our that's what he is. It's what they're using him as. But at the very least, he's the four right now. So he's not really rich. Yeah. He really comes in as a fifth man on a special package. Because when Devontae Parker's healthy, he doesn't see the field as a receiver. 
I mean, it's Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, Danny Amendola. That's your three. And then now he's been playing as the fourth guy because Devontae Parker hasn't been in there. But when Devontae Parker's healthy, he, he's not the receiver like you're trying to make him out to be. You're making well, this guy out to be a two. He's been an awful lot for somebody who's not a receiver. Because Parker hasn't been there, and Amendola got hurt have, in the check that's game. That's their decision not to play Parker. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, well, he's been hurt for the first two weeks, right? Yeah. Well, supposedly he wanted to play week two, and they wouldn't let him. Yeah. Well, I heard I heard week week two or three. I, I don't know. With the I, broken I, finger. He wanted yeah, to play against I, the Jets, and they said no. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Uh, so, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I, I, I understand that. Um, and, you know, we can back and rehash with him, and that's a big part of, you know, what they're doing receiving-wise there. And, and and you know what? The one thing that we neither one of us has even brought up is Gesicki. I mean, he was supposed to be a huge part of this offense, <sighs> right? This tight end Carl, was supposed to be he's amazing. He's, uh, I mean, you know, A.J. I think Derby was our number one guy before he got hurt. I mean, where's he this guy? He's got one catch, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been a huge disappointment. See, I think you're huge. right in a lot of ways with, with your criticism, but I think you're wrong on who you're blaming it on. You you're right about the pieces, but... is the head coach, huh? too, because his play calling is atrocious. Well, listen, I'm not... You know I'm not a geese advocate, and I think he yeah. thinks he's much better than he is, and, you know... The thirty-one to seven, and he's looking at the clipboard like he's figuring out, you know, which play you're going to do after the timeout well, done in the ice. Well, he thinks he's better than he is, and and the vice yeah. president of football operations thinks he's better than he is too. Sure, 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 and and, and that's an argument that you know uh, I think both of us are on the same page with, right? I mean, you know, we agree yeah, on it, that. It, it's being, you know, it's a captainless ship going into the iceberg. It really is. I'm just saying. That there's pieces that I like that I think are excellent ball players, and I'm glad that we had them. And I think you're picking on them as the problem. That's not the problem. Like Albert Wilson, not the problem. Grant, not the problem. You know, that, that's my point on this whole thing. Um, Frank Gore, not the problem. But there are many problems that they've created and made. And yeah, we agree on them, harp on them, because, you know, that's what does it. Uh, but, you know. Listen, it is what it is. You know, you're going to move on to Cincinnati. This becomes now uh, almost a make-or-break win to see what this team is made of. Can they get back on the on the the ship? Uh, you know, this is going to be a tough yeah, game. They're going out was, there. You, did you see Chicago yesterday? Who we played next? Yeah. Yeah, Trish I seen them. Six touchdown passes. Yeah. Uh, which I don't uh, yeah. know how that where that came from. That's insane. Yeah, you, I mean, you the times we saw them, we weren't impressed. How did you no, I'm, I'm still not. Yeah, I'm not. But what I am impressed, and I told you, is you could see how much, how much one addition in Khalil Mack has changed that team. I mean, whole, he is a place. The whole culture. Yeah. The whole culture. Yep. And uh, yep. and this is why, you know, I listen. I I argued with you, my son Damon, and you come out, you know, attack me on it. I I think that, you know, a, a wide receiver can do so much, but how come? I mean, arguably the best wide receivers on the Giants, they stink. 
They haven't done nothing. You see what an impact no. player like Khalil Mack. I think it was a huge mistake by the Raiders and Gruden. And you say, yeah, you can't pay two players. Yeah, you can. In this day and age, you could. And they and, and people do. And they could have found it other where, uh, other, other places. And you know what? John Gruden, John Gruden's going to pay the price for this. I mean, you could say, well, you got to wait till he makes his picks. But you know, you don't find Khalil Max every day of the week. You just don't. You just no. Don't. They did the same thing we did, Pat. They waited too long. I mean, they could have locked him up a long time ago. Yeah. You know, they waited until, you know, it was almost the end of his rookie contract, and they didn't take care of the guy right, and, and he, you know, and he held out, yeah. and then they traded him. I mean, you know, it's a it, it's a mistake, you know. The only way you rectify the mistake, you got two first-round picks, and you got to turn yeah. them into something. That's the only way you can rectify that. I'm not saying you're finding another Khalil Mack, but, you know, they didn't trade him for a fifth and a seventh, at least. Yeah, well, you're right. Not condoning the alpha move, but good luck with that, Gruden. All right, back right after this. Hi, this is Dick Anderson with the 1972 Perfect Season Miami Dolphins. We're listening to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Miami Dolphins Legends Show, Pacatello, Rich Van Zandt. As we come to the home stretch here, uh, recapping the Miami Dolphins debacle up in New England. Now they move on to uh, Cincinnati, who uh, just basically had a huge victory and uh, one of the better teams in the NFL. And then you go to the jungle to play them. Not an easy game, I guess, is my point. And uh, I'm not saying the Dolphins can't, you know, win this game, and but it just seems like the team that we saw is very different than the team that we we saw in the last few weeks. So um, we're going to have to wait and see exactly what team is going to show up there. Um, you know, Rich, the analogy we used the week before was uh, what the, the New England Patriots were like a caged, uh, a cornered uh, tiger. A cornered, wounded, a wounded animal in the corner. Yeah, you know? and they certainly they certainly showed that to be the case, and they came out yep. uh, with a, with a vengeance. Um, now, 
Did the Dolphins have that same kind of uh, no feel? You no. know, are they, they going to come out with that same kind of intensity after this loss? Uh, <laughs> is it going to be a, a hangover, a carryover effect? Uh, yeah. uh, I haven't seen that since '85 Monday Night game against the Bears. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not optimistic. Well, what are you looking at in this game? Well, for the, the Bengals game coming up. Yeah, last I checked, that's the game we got next. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking at A.J. Green having about 148 yards. That's, you know, three touchdowns, uh, uncoverable with us. I don't know. You know, I think we're in a lot of trouble. I think we're in a lot. I think this is the, uh, the you know, the, uh, the the clock has struck midnight. The pumpkin is out, and, uh, you know, and I think it's it. I think we're going to be, you know, for a long slide right now coming. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I I didn't think this was any better than a six to eight win team, you know, and I was lower than that in the beginning of the season. But um, <laughs> you're going to six to eight. You're going six to eight. Come on, six to yeah. eight. Come on. I was Come on. I you, you were at two to four. You were at two to yeah. four for the majority no, of the year. I was yeah. fighting with no, you. Two to four. I let you. I let you officially change it to three to five on opening day. Yeah. Three to five yeah. is what you. There you go. Six to eight. Come Would on. Would you be surprised at the midway point? They're three and five. Would you be shocked? Uh, would I be shocked if they were three and five at Midway? Hmm. I mean, let's see, they're three and one right now, right? So that they would have yeah. to basically go what one and three for the next four games. No, the three and five would they would have to drop four in a row. Right now, five. And yeah, I. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they lost all four of these games coming up. Yeah. I, I yeah to drop all four, I would I would be surprised. Yeah. But if they did do that, well, then I think that, you know, everything came to fruition the the entirely, you know, wrong way. And, and, and you've got major, major problems that you are not correcting. And what's with, what's with Drake the last few weeks? Who's that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he, there uh, you, go. you know, I, I, you can look at it a few ways, I guess. Um uh, are there holes there or whatnot? But yeah, just uh, nothing going on. He hasn't even been getting, you know, an entire not a lot of, uh, not a lot of attempts at at all. So you take that for whatever it's worth. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, and the offensive line, of course, is is, is contributing to that. But you, you you don't think it should be. As as inept as it's been, um, so I I I wonder that as well. Um, you know, the Dolphin running game has been a question mark even going into the year, and then it showed some really good signs. But uh, I I think the Dolphin running game is going to have to pop off some really good games to get back on track. You know, where we had seen that one-two punch and. Um, and I'm not and, you know, so sure a, they're going to be able to do you know, it now. Me, I have a big problem with the way they run the ball. I mean, you know, you're t- constantly in the shotgun. And, and I hate the, just the direct handoff, like, you know, the delayed handoff where the guy has to start from nothing. You know, he has no running start. They don't hit the holes quick. It just seems like everything's in slow motion. 
Yeah, you're right about that. There's no flow, and 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 uh, no. you're you're very right about that as far as like what what a good running team does and when they do it. Dolphins don't have that. They don't show that. They uh, they run when they should pass. They seem like they have some really silly uh, plays at inopportune times. They give up on. Uh, they almost give up on drives on the first down. You know, a lot of times. I know that sounds ridiculous. You know, if, they, if they get a penalty on first down, and then it's like you know it's first and twenty. Yeah. They, 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 they give up on it. They're, they're like they pack it in. I know. Yeah. Like, nobody would understand, like, what I'm talking about. You just hit it on the head. That's what they do. And it's like, yeah. you know, you're basically giving up on this whole drive because of, uh, you know, it's 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 what they've been doing, and uh, it doesn't help the running game. They don't have that kind of physical running game to, like, bang, bang, you know? And, and so I don't know. Slow. And, you know, why is Dan Hill never on their center? Never. Why is it constantly we're in a shotgun? Why? It's not an injury thing because they've been doing it since he's come in the league, basically. I don't, I don't like Second, it. I don't, I don't like, like it either. Do that. No, I don't like it either. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, it limits a lot of things and it shows, you know, it tips your hand way too much. And, and like you said, running the ball like that, it's there's no quick pop, you know. Why do and you think so, constantly get, like, runs for that negative two all the time? Yeah. Because we're never up yeah. to the line of scrimmage. It's, you know, yeah, it's a it's big never, part of it. Like, you know, when, you, when you're dropping back to hand the ball off, yeah. the running back's got a three-yard start. He's he's up full speed when he gets the ball. Sure, sure. And he, it's cuts, a, it's, he at least gets back to the line. We can't sure, get Rich, the line all part. the time because it's so slow. Yeah, yeah. No, sure, Rich, that's a big part of it. There's no doubt. That's a huge part of it, like you're saying right there, you know? Um, and, and this is why you're critical of Geese, right? This is a big well, reason why, right? Bubble screen. His bubble screens, his, you know, when you're third and ten, you throw the ball six yards, everything's underneath, every pattern's underneath. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, it's like, yeah, and, it's almost like you're watching a bad high school football game, watching his offense. Yeah. There's times when it's a, it has that kind of uh It's very theme. it's a very elementary predictable offense. I mean yeah. God almighty, if we if we're sitting here and we know what's wrong, what, what what's coming the, the other coaches right. don't know. Right. Right. You know the no, one, I, endless game films I and mean, we know how he's going to what he's going to run for crying out loud. Well, let's be honest. I mean, isn't it kind of like uh Belichick just schooled them? Yeah, of course. Kind of did. did, right? I mean, yeah. he kind of did. He, he, you know, this was not a game. This was not a game where the New England Patriots did not look at film and come in and and basically, uh, you know, come in with their game plan after looking at things and take over. Because they did. This was not an accident. They they watched film and they had a game plan to go and and it certainly had a huge effect on it. (laughs) I don't think it was 18 hour days though getting the game plan together. I don't think it was that hard for them. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think he slept at the office. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you're undermining it a little bit, but yeah, I I understand what you're saying. You know what, what I'm you're saying. saying. I don't think I it was do. that hard to get a game plan against this team. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. All right, so on to Cincinnati, my friend. I, I don't know what it's going to bring, but um, you know, we'll we'll have to see. It could go either way. The number one thing that worries me the most, though, is injuries, and this team is banged up, beat well, up. You can't you can't lose. You can't lose two two guys a week and expect to keep going on. I mean, it's bad. No. 
You know? And and big guys too. I mean, yeah. they're losing top top guys on this roster. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. You know, the guys that they have lost are just guys that you can't lose. Well, you can't replace guys like that. It's not like no. there's extra guards like on the street. It doesn't happen. They're not guards, there. centers. There's yeah. Pro Bowl it's safety. Defensive line, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it's I mean, bad. What, what, what's the story with Rashad? I mean, he's been gone for two weeks now, and there's no word of when he's coming back. Well, you know my feeling on it. It, it always bothers me. Well, it always bothers me when you have, uh, when you hurt your, uh, you have a safety with a shoulder problem. That's like the worst yes. thing you could have because you're hitting with that yep. all the time. And not only that, it's a shoulder, and and the guy has lost the season from a shoulder injury. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you know if it, is it the same shoulder? Do you know that? They haven't said it. They just say shoulder. They've not. Yeah, said I, I haven't right heard it either. either. Yeah. yeah. So that's a little shady in itself. I mean, the guy. The guy had surgery on it and, and basically was out for the year. I think he left like week eight or something like that, right? And uh, yep. if it's the same shoulder, boy, then that's that's worrisome. Very troublesome there, if that is. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's so not, I guess it's not going to be fun. I'm telling you, it's it's, um, it's unfortunately it's the um, the movie that I thought I saw already. You know. No, we'll see. I think it's a little early for that. Listen, we've been very pessimistic, you especially. Bottom line is you're still three and one and in first place. So I'm not gonna throw in the you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna call this what you're calling it right now. But you know what? Uh, we will see how it plays out. You're on to Cincinnati, I'm a little bit more optimistic, but if this keeps going in this trend it could get ugly fast. So we'll see. Yep. We both have put our cards on the table and we'll see how it goes, my friend. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next weekend on the uh, Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own boy. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.